coming at you live from Master Closet Studios. One last time. <laughs> until a few until months like now. a few months from now. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet recording a finale. Oh, I forgot that I wrote that, so I started crying early. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm crying again. Oh, it's the noobs and the Whovian for now. My name is Austin. <laughs> I'm the Whovian for a little while longer. <laughs> and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the noobs. And joining us from the St. Louis offices of Master Closet Studios is our classic Whovian. Hey, I'm Jared Asterix. <laughs> I realized I missed an opportunity for a bit. I oh. should have been putting random punctuation there every week. That, that's true. <laughs> it we dawned should. on me today because yeah. it used to say exclamation, then it was a question mark. Yep. Asterisk is the next logical progression. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. But I was waiting until we got into things you didn't even know where it's like curly bracket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Left curly bracket. <laughs> I believe that technically is called carrot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two sons who have. And a Jared who has. I, I, a couple of times. Once upon a time. A couple of years yeah. ago. This is weird because you haven't seen it, but we also all watched the movie. So, um, so it doesn't uh, really The perspective qualified. of a dad who watched the first three parts of the six. Oh, part. yes. We forgot about oh, that. He watched two and I, a half episodes. So remember how I said oh. it, when we were watching the movie, it felt familiar, uh, but yeah. I couldn't remember why. I had started watching this, and, and, and I think I said something about this either during that episode or a different episode. I had started watching this serial. And we were, I think it was back when we were covering the Daleks. Like and you're the, like, like that, I'm going to go watch all the Dalek episodes or something. No, no, no. What I mean is like we, so we covered um, the very first an unearthly yeah, child, yeah. and then we were co- we were getting ready to do the Daleks, and I started watching this serial because I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to like get as much classic who Dalek info in my head as I could. <laughs> anyway, but then like, this we, is not a Dalek episode. Uh, well the, that, but also like I, I didn't watch it fast enough. So we caught up. Um, and so I was watching this serial while we were watching the, you know, the, the Daleks, because I think we spread it out over a couple of nights when we watched that. And it was like oh, breaking my brain. I was like, wait, what episode are we t- uh, are we watching? What am I doing? And so I stopped and I never went back. It's just the one with the Robo-Men. Or- yeah. So when we pulled it up in whatever, Amazon Prime or BritBox or whatever, the first three episodes were marked as had been watched. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that explains why I've never seen the final scene where she gets kicked out of the TARDIS, basically. But I had seen the stuff where like uh, Barbara was in the underground thing making bombs with people. I was like, why do I know that? But I don't know. <laughs> Which, anyways, you kind of saw this stuff most accurate to the film version because because the second half oh, yeah. was where it sort of it diverged yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? I didn't realize that. But you're right. Yeah, everything the, the, after the that groups, little part, it's the way different. they grouped the people was completely yeah, different. so so much of it was different. So, anyways, welcome to episode two hundred three, covering season two, serial two. If you couldn't tell already, the Daleks' invasion of Earth. I guess we also announced it last week so it's not like it was yeah. a surprise to the listeners well unless you didn't watch so i'm not that. sure what i was i listened to that there, episode i think i'm gonna have to reevaluate the way these are. anyways uh this is the one where the most annoying doctor 
and we didn't have to buy <laughs> no you gotta you this got, is the middle part this yeah. is the middle part that i have to improvise you, you, this is the one where the most annoying doctor hangs out with arguably one of the more annoying companions to fight off one of the most annoying villains <laughs> how about them <laughs> corbin uh some other stuff happened that was loosely based off of, or sorry, that we loosely based a movie off of uh-huh. later, and we didn't have to bypass Watford. Ah. Corbin was on pins and needles I'm waiting just, for that line. Just as sad <laughs> that we never didn't have that line. That was that was <sighs> very sad. So this was story number ten, which is bizarre because we're what? we're re- this is story yeah, number what? ten. <laughs> this is, is season two. Season two. This is oh season two. So story, story number ten. It orig- originally aired November twenty first through December twenty sixth, nineteen sixty four. So you're talking about you're a year into this show. Mm-hmm. That last and one was Christmas like a Christmas special. special. Yeah. Um, yeah, kinda, kinda. Um, the, the, <laughs> the happy-go-lucky ending where the companion gets kicked out by her granddad. Yeah. Hey, at least yeah. she didn't die tragically. I mean, I well, guess you know, like she didn't crash into the earth or anything. I love that there is a button that I can push. That makes Jared say, "Oh, poor." Oh, <laughs> 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 the same voice every time. I love it. Um, but I was, I was thinking about. Uh, so it's written by Terry Nation, directed by Richard Martin. I was thinking as we were watching this, how crazy this must have been, because for us, changing companions and, for that matter, changing the Doctor is so baked into. Yeah. The show. It, it's, it's part it's of the common. culture of the show. It's going to happen yeah. at the end of every season. And I thought, and, and we've talked about how mind-blowing it must have been when the first regeneration the first happened that no one knew was coming, by the way. Because again, as we've discussed, we already know all of the villains who will be in the oh, episode yeah. in November. Like, you know, we know so much <laughs> about the episode. Um, in a little bit, BBC, we'll know the 14th Doctor. Uh, yes, and we have the announcement window. Not not the announcement, but the window of when the announcement will occur. Mind-blowing. But I was thinking, how mind-blowing must it have been to lose uh, a, a companion is is a weird way of saying it, because at this time, first of all, at this time, no Companions companion wasn't, wasn't really a word. thing. This it is was, just right. the TARDIS team. E- exactly, exactly. And yeah, you didn't have to have a name for those people that swap in and out during the doctor's tenure. You didn't have to have that yeah. name because that hadn't, and mm-hmm. arguably she was kind of only sort of a companion because she was the doctor's granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And then I realized when I was looking up the, the production notes, 1964, serial number 10, story number 10. We're not far into this show. This no. is, yeah. this is honestly, this is more like, you know how some shows you you watch a show and you picked it up in you know season seven and you watch it for a couple of years and then you go back and you watch season one and you're like who's this guy yeah because they <laughs> exited during season one you know like Bones yeah. is like that Bones the entire cast of Bones except for like two characters was like overhauled after season <laughs> one and you're like oh. who is this person and that guy was the killer and what and you know all this kind of stuff that's kind of what was happening here. We're at the beginning. We're season uh, season two, serial two. We're at the beginning of the second year of this show, and we're already swapping out companions. And I yeah. just didn't realize how baked into the nature of this show that idea is. That yeah. it happened right off the bat, even even with somebody like Susan. Uh, Su- Susan, yeah, with Susan. Yeah. yeah. Susan so um, 
yeah, very, very uh, interesting to think about. And maybe we'll have more to say. Uh, I think we'll have, we have, if, if we don't have somewhere specific in the notes to talk about Susan's exit, we, we should definitely bring that up mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the name of the episode is spoken in dialogue. No, no, we definitely had some, the, the mention of invasion, but not the Dalek invasion of earth. That, that certainly wasn't said, yeah. which honestly is, almost surprises me for, a 1964 special I mean, uh, episode. Yeah. I'm almost surprised that it wasn't said multiple times. What's going on? The Dalek invasion of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> 2150 AD? What is all of that ruckus? It is the Dalek invasion of Earth. Yeah, it would have been great if it had been like a newspaper headline. You know, kind of like <laughs> yeah. uh, Tesla, Night of Tesla terror, terror or whatever. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Except it just says Daleks invasion Earth. Yeah, and that's why it's so weird. It's Daleks invasion Earth 2150 AD. Because it's a newspaper it's a headline. Newspaper. That's why it's so yeah, weird. Because Corbin's like, sense. it's not even a sentence. I was like, no, it's a title. It doesn't have it's, to be grammatical. It, <laughs> it, 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 that what? is the worst argument. <laughs> I disagree. I win. Anyways, what? Uh, what? the creature <laughs> of the week was, of course, um, Cyberman. Uh, Dortmund. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, Dortmund. <laughs> I said Dortmund. I don't know. Uh, the Daleks. Um, last time I talked about submarine Dalek. This time, Corbin blurted out, Sea Dalek, which I thought was way better than Submarine Dalek. It's sea a Dalek. Sea Dalek. It's like a seahorse, but it's a Dalek. Anyway. Like a Sea Dalek, um, but it's a Dalek. Uh, ooh. Oh. Connection. Is that why you said <laughs> that, that? No. Maybe. Maybe. Subconscious. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Um, let's see. Okay. So we had to talk about how they saw the Daleks destroyed. Now in the movie, okay, so we're just going to go ahead and say that we're going to spend this entire episode comparing this to the movie. Yes. Right? Oh, okay. yeah. Because well, just like we compared the last movie. We liked the movie better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we compared the last movie to the episode you know, that it was based on. Now we're doing it the other way around. So, In the movie, they said, we saw the Daleks destroyed. And the doctor says something along the lines of, but we don't know when that was. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was in their future or something like that. In the episode... He's, uh, someone says, we saw the Daleks destroyed and the doctor says, but that was a million years in the future. How do you know that? How do you know that? You don't even know when also, this was. He lands and doesn't know when where it is, he is let alone where right. it is or when it is. That's very true. And, and how does he know um, it's a million years in the future? Not, not only have the Daleks not evolved in a million years they've, they've at least slightly regressed yeah they like what that was definitely their not, origin planet not to they didn't like crash right, there right. or something you but not to mention the fact like, that like there's uh-huh. groups of daleks and some of them have made it out into the universe and others have been stuck on their planet or something but they're like it's yes. the same daleks a Be- million years in the past this creates an uh, an enormous plot hole or, or not i don't know if plot hole is right inconsistency to say the least because you have in the in the first episode which is apparently in the future a million years in the future the daleks are a less advanced but b kind of new yeah aren't they given an origin yeah. story that dates yeah. back like a hundred years right yeah. something right. Exactly. like that yeah. But they are essentially a product of the war against yeah. the what's what was the other group the Thals. The, um, the Thals. Yeah. They are essentially a product of because the war happened, then there was nuclear war, right? And yeah. the and the radiation, the fallout from the nuclear yep. war they had like is what mutated the Daleks. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it's, it's what mutated the Daleks and it's what drove them to develop their, their casing yeah. both yep. to defend against the radiation and to just survive. It's kind of Darth Vader ish. Right. <laughs> and then we just sort of go, yeah, but no, yeah, no, no not, that, not, yeah. don't worry about it. Didn't have that. Not to mention there. Makes me Go think ahead. that the the people making the movie, or maybe someone, you know, the the before they were internet nerds, but uh, you know, just right. sci- sci-fi geek is sitting there saying, "Uh, excuse me, there's a, a problem here with the timeline, and uh, we need to, we right. need to." So they fixed it for the movie. I mean, like this is episode ten. How do you mess <laughs> up this early? I well, it's not episode ten; it's story. 10, I mean, story number, but, 10. but but still, still, yeah, yeah, episode like twenty cool something probably. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's this is exactly this is not uh, the eleventh Doctor calling back to something from fifty years prior yeah. and getting a small detail. This was line. last season. This is getting <laughs> this is the second the, time we've met the Daleks. It's the second time we've met them, <laughs> and we drastically is, changed their origin. It story. is already known that the Daleks are the reason the show continued to exist. Like this is the thing you've right. got to get right, and right. the only thing again. My understanding, Jared, and you, I, I, I think I learned this from you, is that the basic reason that we got this episode retconning the end of the last episode is because they went, uh-oh, we, we destroyed the, the goose that lays the golden egg. Right. The Daleks right. are the thing that people like, and we killed them in the first episode because they were wiped out right. at the end of that episode. Now, they hadn't learned the secret formula that you can wipe them out every time you see them. And oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mean, help me out here. Didn't we destroy them all again in this episode? Uh, Isn't that- no. Cause a ship got away. A ship got away. Yeah. I think so. Okay. In the movie, Not they the movie, definitely no. did. Definitely. But in the, but in yeah. the show, a ship got away. Yeah. Cause the ship didn't fall back down to earth. Like it did. Oh, it didn't get, it didn't get sucked down the corridor because of magnetism. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that happened okay, to any of the thing They did slightly better, but <laughs> in the episode, it didn't happen yeah. to any of them. They didn't have the weird magnetism it, thing. It wasn't, it just they blew weren't using the that magnetism wasn't the part at all. It blew up and, the station and they weren't, I don't think magnetism was in, was any part of this. No, not. they didn't have the yeah. magnet chamber or whatever. Yeah. They didn't even use magnets mm-hmm. to hold the doors down. <laughs> Which can be broken by a credit card slice size. Of, I did uh, like that scene that they they did that better uh, in the episode. They like, oh, we have to get this key out. They had an actual uh, intelligence test, uh, yeah. which yeah. was a bit obvious, except for the fact that the intelligence test didn't make any sense. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> they kind of just is this where we get up. the most awesome line in the whole episode? He tries <laughs> to explain what he's doing and it doesn't make any sense. Oh, you sense. didn't say, um, I think I've got that in the dimension biomechanics or whatever. Okay. So, so here's the thing. And again, Jared back me up or feel free to, uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like it used to be the case in science fiction that the emphasis was on fiction. Whereas nowadays the emphasis is a little more on the science. Like, and I don't know if this is a product of a more educated society, a society that, uh, that understands science better than society as a whole did in the forties, fifties, sixties. But I feel like older sci-fi very 
often would hand wave, like throw out nonsense like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Throw out absolute garbage nonsense. Oh, people sometimes just made go, up this words. Is a thing. <laughs> well, people yeah, would just it was almost this. like that. And I think, I think, I think science fiction was a little bit more the realm of, of younger audiences um, at, at one time. And so you did, it didn't have to make sense. You know, the Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles whatever. don't need to scientifically explain how they mutated. You just have to tell the kids, they mutated, dude, and uh, look at them now. <laughs> um, that's kind of it. And I feel like um, nowadays audiences demand that science fiction make a little more sense. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah. be fiction, go go bananas, but like- I need to understand how this works. It needs to kind of sort of be plausible. Yeah. 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 You can't say things like, you know, like we're going to use magnetism and it's going to suck in every, every form of metal. It's only going to suck in one type of metal. Yeah. Right. Just, just the things that we want. Only the things we're Uh, looking for. Part of me wonders if like the sci-fi fantasies of the 50s, 60s, 70s, a lot of those are coming true now. We have, the sorts of technologies okay. they were dreaming about. Oh, that's so a good that, point. So and then it's like understand it better. And now well, we want. Well, yeah. In other words, in other words, the idea of a very tall rocket ship that sits on three precariously thin fins, blasting off and carrying a family into space. Yeah. Um, and then them getting lost in space, and now it's a television show, is absurd. And now, like. Captains of industry are going into space now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, we have, we have, you know, the guy who, who started off selling books out of his garage is now been to space on his spaceship. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, the Jetsons was bonkers at the time. And now it's like, if you told a kid, I'm going to watch a show about a guy who has a talking robot in his house that helps him with his daily tasks. You're like, oh, so he has Alexa? It's like, right. that's not no, interesting. It's an actual robot, you know? And it's oh, like, oh, so we like a robot? have the. No, it's, yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly. Um, Captain, do you guys remember when, when we watched The Cage? Uh, the, the, Originally, the unaired pilot of Star Trek, the original series called The Cage, where there was a whole different cast except for Spock, (laughs) featured a scene where the guy pulled a device out of his pocket, flipped it open, tuned some uh, dials like he was trying to tune into an AM radio station, and then set it on the counter as someone somewhere else spoke to him through this thing, and the camera... (laughs) went from a wide shot of him pulling this thing out of his pocket to the tightest close-up of a piece of technology I've ever seen on television ever <laughs> and sat there looking at this thing for like 30 seconds. Look at this amazing walkie-talkie. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was communicating with someone in space and it was just in the guy's pocket. And y'all would look at that and go, and what are we looking like at if, right now? Like Can I don't know, doesn't even have a like, screen. Okay, that granted, still has buttons. the app probably doesn't exist yet. But if you wanted to, you could create an app right now 
that you could FaceTime the Russian astronauts on the space station. They've done that. On your phone. Well, I'm saying like you oh. can make an app to do it right from your phone yeah. in your pocket. Like the technology is there. There's just nobody, mm-hmm. nobody no, wants to do it. No one wants to do it. And so, yeah, like I, think, I think you make whatever. a very good point that everything was so bonkers and out there and none of it was stuff that was actually happening or even conceivable. Um, and nowadays we look at science fiction and go, we might be doing that in five years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I can see how that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite examples of, of that, of what you're talking about is, uh, oh no, what's the show called? The Expanse. I've seen like two episodes, but one of the things that, that caught me about that, that show is the guy pulls essentially a piece of glass out of his pocket. Like phones are just yeah. a piece of glass. Mm. Um, cause that's, he pulls it out sense. and he's tapping and, and, and you're going, oh, you know, like, oh my gosh, where's the battery and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> But it's cracked. Yeah. It's cracked because of course it is. Of course it's cracked. Because this is, here's it would be crazy futuristic sci-fi technology, no. but it's still realistic enough that, of course, it's going to break because you're carrying it in your body. You know, people a, have broken iPhones. If it's a screens. glass screen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's I like, wouldn't be able to have a glass screen. <laughs> so that's I, the thing. I, I think, um, Corbin, you make a very, very good point that- uh, We've been doing sci-fi for long enough now that we've begun to catch up to it. Yeah. And so maybe that pushes us towards a little bit more realism because, yeah, yeah you could just throw out all kinds of nonsense. Um, we talked about that on the episode where um, uh, where the fourth doctor went to the planet where basically like math was keeping the whole universe together. Oh, or yeah. What was that called? The art? Was it the art? Ar- Archons? Artrons? What was that? The, Do I have that sorry. It cut out a little bit over here. What? The episode where the doctor goes to the planet where essentially math is keeping the entire universe together. Oh, they that's, were doing the- that's Legopolis. Oh, Legopolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Where you could just be like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, walking through the streets and they're using an abacus. Oh, yeah. What? And that is what is keeping the universe together. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, whatever. Um, yeah. But and then 21st century technology where they have like computers. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. like, what? So, anywho, uh, we were talking about the Daleks. Um, yeah. <laughs> the stripey Dalek. What is, uh, I can't remember which one was the stripey Dalek. Me neither. So yeah, we talked in the movie that. how they had the skip Daleks because they had yes. all the yeah. colors. And then they had oh, yeah. that cool purple Dalek or whatever. Yeah. And then in this one, oh, I think it was the, uh, I think it was the Supreme Dalek in this episode. He had black yeah. stripes. So he was, he, he was a stripey Dalek. I remember seeing him black, huh. but yeah. Uh, there was one that, that yeah, that, that, that was that like stripes. the leader. There was mm-hmm. like the black Dalek, yeah. but yeah, I don't remember the one with stripes. Um, they, uh, oh. I thought it was interesting. This was not in the movie. The Daleks bombarded the Earth with meteorites in advance of their invasion. They not only bombarded them with meteorites, mm, but the meteorites yeah. then released a plague or something. Oh, yeah, yeah like into the yeah. water. Yeah, there was a plague. Yeah, so Which was like their explanation for what seems like 20 Daleks were able to take over the whole Earth. Yeah, because oh, I mean, what I got from that yeah. scene was that that ship was it. Like those were the only Daleks. It, yeah, there. Definitely yeah. The movie like felt like there were more, but on the on the episode, it felt like yeah, these are the. It Daleks. was just the reason to why we yeah. only have like ten actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that production. <laughs> um, I I do always think it's it's um, I I wondered as we were watching this episode, 
did the Daleks actually invade and take over the Earth? Or did they sufficiently bombard the UK and take over the UK, shut down communications, and they weren't actually in control of the planet, just just the area around the mine. But but the the humans didn't know because they didn't have communication with the outside world. I I wondered that. And it's totally me speculating. No one tried to go outside of the UK. I said no one was trying to leave UK. Honestly? If you want to give the Daleks a lot of credit, Uh because they were being pretty smart in this episode, I feel like that could totally happen. That would definitely make sense. But then, like, where is the outside world? Because it's been 10 years. Uh, That's true. No one has ever, like... I mean, unless, unless, like I said, they've sufficiently sequestered the island where they've set up enough perimeter defenses that nobody can get in, nobody can get out, and they're just People would definitely be aware of it, though. Huh? Like people in the rest of the world would understand something's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, like if if that happened, and like we're over here in the U.S. living our lives, and there's no Dalek invasion as far as we're it, it, that impacts our daily lives, and it's like, oh, that, those poor British people, but we can't get in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like you you could you could have done that. So that's an um, interesting idea. I, I was gonna say, all of a sudden, I'm feeling like there there needs to be an episode written, and <laughs> and the U.K. would be the perfect place to do it because you could just like. Yeah, you could shut island, the island off. nation. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You could do it. Probably in a comic book already where they've got it. <laughs> probably uh, actually, there's that suddenly gives a reason for why the episode would be taking place in the UK. It's uh, not just right. UK centralism. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, because yeah. they're this big it's island. It's because of the mine in Bedfordshire. Yeah, yeah. that's so dumb. Which that doesn't I make mean, any yeah. sense. <laughs> Um, the, um, okay. So once they've mined to the point that they needed to, essentially humanity no longer serves a purpose because they were just there as, as labor. And so the Daleks implement the final solution. Yes. I'm like, holy Nazis, Batman. I didn't realize they were like, I know that the Nazi comparisons are easy to make, but when they're saying the final solution and that refers to genocidal extermination. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, you know. It's like, wait. <laughs> and and again, this episode, it was like 1964. 64. Yeah. I mean, you're not 20 years out mm-hmm. from World yeah. War II ending. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, um, they they would look back on, on World War II like we look back on uh, Desert Storm. Yeah. Jeez. It's, how it's how old do we feel now? <laughs> <laughs> each, each day it brings a whole new level. But honestly. <laughs> so there's um, something, something new. We, we were talking at lunch today, and this has nothing to do with Doctor Who, but we were talking at lunch today, and, and suddenly never realized done that, that in a podcast before. My, never, never. No, never. My, my mother-in-law was just a wee bit older than I am now when she became a grandmother. And I was like, oh, oh what? <laughs> now, granted, Keely's like the youngest of, of a lot of kids. So it's a little bit different, but still, I was like, oh my gosh. Anywho, well, I'm um, a grandfather. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Look at, three, just look at your beard. I know. <laughs> White stripes. Oh, I'm not no. talking about the band. That's right. <laughs> um, let's see. So, um, okay. So we've talked before about how the Daleks have sort of tunnel vision. 
they can't see yes. to the sides because of the eye stalk. Yeah. And, oh, oh. and so, yeah, we got to see first person perspective uh, from yeah. the Dalek. That was kind of cool. So weird. And then it's so cardboard. They're the there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are parading past in the hallway Right past so the doctor and somebody the else. Eye stock is that much, and they and they showed the and perspective of the Dalek. So, oh, that's why they can't see them. And then a third one, the last Dalek at the doctor, pointed his stock directly at the doctor at the back of the doctor's head, and mm. still managed to miss him. And I was like, ah, they did all that work of saying this is why the Daleks can get yeah. can or why the doctor can get past the Daleks, and then it and looked then, directly, which I'm sure was just a staging error. The guy in the Dalek suit wasn't paying attention enough or whatever, and was just trying to do natural looking movements. And yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And and as we've discussed before, they were very one and done. There was none of this, you know, twenty takes yes. of the same shot yes. uh, kind of stuff back in the day. Can, I can noticed. You imagine you could, learning to drive a Dalek. You got to cram yourself like, in, what? just like get your knees Learning tucked up and then be able to drive the thing around. It's just crazy. <laughs> what were you going to say? Several points during the episodes where the first doctor flubs his lines. And yes. Like, oh, it's kind of sad. Oh, yeah. yeah, there were a yeah. lot. Um, and, and Jared, <laughs> when you were talking about tucking your knees up and having to figure out how to use the Dalek and everything, I was thinking, yes, and it becomes painfully obvious how much of the Dalek costume must just be empty space because we also saw Dalek crowd surfing this week, right. which I don't even think as, as crazy as the, the loading ramp fight scene was in the movie with the guy like doing the flying jump kick and yeah. everything um, as, as epic as that was, it was all put immediately to shame by one guy grabbing a Dalek and essentially ripping him in half. <laughs> yeah. Because we saw him what? like grab and wrench it. And again, I don't know, was, was this an error? But when he grabbed it and twisted, he popped the, the top of the Dalek costume mm-hmm. off. And then we had a whole Dalek lifted up and carried by the crowd. Yes. And yes. just being tossed around like a rag doll. And I was like, you know, what obviously the- if that thing were real and made of Dalekanium, whatever that is, as yeah. sturdy as that is, you would imagine it would have to have a lot of weight to it. Yeah. You've yeah. got to imagine a Dalek weighs, what, 800 pounds? Something like that. And they <laughs> yeah. hoisted There's this man handled this dude up. Yeah. Yeah. Corbin said manhandled. I was like, Dalek handled? Um, jiggery pokery. Um, the first doctor calls the TARDIS the ship, and that yeah. bothered Corbin. Wasn't me. I thought so. Yeah, you brought that. You're like, he called it a ship. I don't, it's, it's just weird because that's not, not common ship. terminology. It's just always the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, and it was in, in season two, you know, it's not quite as iconic yet, I, I, I guess. I guess. So. It was Susan who named it TARDIS, so maybe the doctor wasn't using it yet. Ooh. Maybe, wow. maybe he started using TARDIS because he was nostalgic <laughs> and regretting <laughs> kicking her off. Uh, speaking of... Um, you know, discontinuity over time. The idea of Susan naming it TARDIS. And then later on, we see things like the doctor going to the TARDIS repair shop to steal that very TARDIS. Right. Uh, It's like, uh, okay. So no, no, Susan made all that up. She just made that up. Rule one, the doctor lies rule two. So does Susan. All right. Um, he double locked the doors so that Susan couldn't get in. What? 
And I was like, is this Why just like an early that? version of deadlocking? Yes. I or, so. yeah. Uh, has that ever... I love how she, is, didn't is that, even, huh? she didn't even try. She well, just no, she didn't stood try, there yeah. like... Yeah. But um, I love... Um, this is another thing that science fiction does. Science fiction does it. Fantasy sometimes does it. Superhero genres are terrible about this. It kind of is a corollary to power creep uh, is that you lock the door. Well, that's okay. Cause I have a key, but this is an encrypted lock, but I have a key that breaks encryption. Well, I double locked it. Well, I've got two keys, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and I just yeah. love the idea that he hit what, what difference does it make it that he double locked the doors? If he locked the doors, can she not key. get in? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I double locked the doors. It's like, I triple dog oh, dare you to okay. get into the TARDIS, you know? Um, so, uh, miscellaneous jiggery pokery. Um, Corbin, did you want to, you want to take this one? Cause this I, don't, is- I don't know if I can even say this <laughs> in the same way. He did. <laughs> it's just the confidence that exuded from him. As yeah. he said, <laughs> X equals gamma. That means roughly about 2%, which should give us a curve of about 80%. <laughs> what? 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 X equals 60% gamma? of the time. It works. It works every, every time. time. <laughs> I just, I love X equals gamma. Which is oh. like saying, "Are we setting X equals up? Y?" Yeah. It's like yeah. a different letter variable. Equals letter. Yeah, variable mm-hmm. equals variable. Uh, We're trying that, to set and, up an equation here. We got X equals gamma. Yeah, but gamma sounds very sciency. You know, yeah, it sounds yeah. like radiation or something. Yeah. You know, and uh, that means roughly about two percent. What two percent of what? Two percent of yeah. And right. why does X equals gamma means two percent? And how does that give you a curve of eighty percent? And do secondly, we the curve can you measure for? a curve what are we of percentages? talking about? I don't. You, you guys have been in geometry more recently than I have. Can you I measure curves by percentage? Uh, Is that a thing? No. <laughs> it's it's like, not in the math I took. I don't know. Um, and then he says, "Did you take third dimensional graph geometry in yeah, school?" Yeah, that, that's where you get the the curve of the eighty percent. I, like, well, I love that. Third almost makes sense. Graph geometry, but it's it's one of those things where they they kept adding adjectives to make it spacey wacy. Yeah, where it's, it's not like, just geometry. It, it's graph geometry. No, no. Right. No, no, no. It's third, third dimensional. dimensional. Gra- which, by the way, Wait, what is wouldn't that? Just been real spacier? life? Like, wouldn't it have been? Yes, exactly. Wouldn't yeah, it have been right. spacier if it was seventh dimensional graph geometry? <laughs> yeah. Or at least four. Or seventh, seventh dimensional Venusian geometry yes. or something. <laughs> it's third dimensional graph geometry. I did that in the 10th grade. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Calculating the area of cubes and crap. That's what third dimensional uh, yeah. graph yeah, geometry exactly. is. Uh, oh, we had a needless sacrificial death. Oh. Yes. Um, yes, we did. <clears throat> which yeah. was, we talked about how in the movie, it was definitely a needless sacrificial death. Dortmund mm. went out and got the attention of a Dalek who was leaving uh, the area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then right. threw a bomb, which brought down an entire apartment building on, on himself, him. as well as the Dalek. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And I look back on that now with the fondness uh, and recognize <laughs> the heroism something. of Dortmund. At least it was awesome. At least he did something. At least it was a baller move. Yeah. Because this Dortmund Ran I don't out even think after got three the, Daleks. Yeah, I don't even think the, he got the attention of yeah, the no. Daleks. He just kind of ran up behind them and, and it then, was like uh, time to test my theory. Yeah. So ah. I, I can't even remember now. He threw the bomb at him. And it didn't work. And it didn't work, and then they shot and him, they shot right? Him. Yeah. And I I'm think, like, I think he made uh, it worse for the girls because they yeah. had to get past the dolls. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. 
So before it was a needless sacrificial this death. Time, this one was a damaging sacrificial yeah. death. This one not only served no purpose, it served to do damage to the people you were trying yeah. to quote unquote save. Mm-hmm. So, and to top it all off, we get to linger on his dead body for about 30 seconds yeah, now, as we watch no. them leave that building. Nope. It's better than that. Because you said linger on the body as though we watched him die and then the camera lingered no. on the body. No. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no, no. And just in the corner. Roughly, trying to misrepresent what they Roughly did. 10 minutes of our time later, which was what? The next day, yeah. I think, in, in universe, they come back out of the building. And in case you forgot that Dortmund had needlessly sacrificed himself. Yeah, just in case. The camera is sitting in front of him shooting over his dead shoulder. <laughs> it's like half the shot. You can see his glasses and like his eyebrow and his shoulder <laughs> as it shoots over his shoulder to the door that oh, they're sneaking no. out of. And I'm like, Why needless sacrificial need death. How about needless... Uh, morbidity here like that was <laughs> wow that? and and they went through all the trouble to push his wheelchair for that chase scene for ages and ages oh, oh my god <laughs> okay that was that was the point we're where just spilling time I, here i had to pause i had to pause the movie and and explain to the boys i'm like guys there there are two things being done here one it, yes, it's old science fiction. And so sometimes you just had to pad sometimes. <laughs> and for that matter, I think they enjoyed a good old fashioned chase a yeah. little bit more. Even if this. you're not really running uh-huh. from anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, yeah, they were kind of just action and adventure, even though it's this. just a long shot of someone running down the block, pushing a wheelchair. Why did we need to see them cross the 1960s bridge. circle playing in the background? Oh my word. <laughs> dom, second, dom, 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 second dom. I've got notes about that later, I think. <sighs> Secondly, this was um, how many uh, British landmarks can we yes. put the Daleks in front of on film? Yes, guys, they are running in front of just like in case you were more and like it's Grand exactly Canyon. what it would be. It's no, just in case you were wondering, they took over everything. Everything. What this would UK. be is if if you had if you did this episode in the U.S., it would be the Daleks. Uh, a, a ground shot pointed upward at the Daleks and just beyond them is the Washington Monument. Yeah. And then right. this chase scene, they are running in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Yep. And then later, there's a flyover of the White House. You know, that's yep. what it is. It's Yeah, it's exactly. hit all of the things in London because they went across the the, the, the bridge. What is it? The Trinity Bridge or whatnot? Um, they went across, yeah. they yeah. were in Corbin, the, the Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar Square. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, we heard Big Ben. Did we see Big Ben? I don't remember. I think we heard it at the very end. They were like, "Oh, the yeah." We heard it at the end. I can't remember if we saw it, but yeah, no. that's the thing. Is it was it was? Hey, let's really give the fans something to geek out over here. Let's put. Wouldn't it be awesome to see the Daleks go past the lions at Trafalgar Square? Like that would be so awesome. No. And it is. I mean, granted, I, I will grant them that. That that's amazing. If you had look, if you had the Cybermen parading through. Um, the, uh, the, the, oh crap. What's it called? The, um, the, um, mm-hmm. yep. Huh? What's the, what's, what's the, the, the mall, the, 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 the wall, the mall in oh. Washington. Um, if you had the, the, yeah. the mall area is everything between oh, Lincoln Memorial yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 um, Washington Memorial and the state Capitol, that whole long stretch there. Imagine, imagine if they had a hundred Cybermen 
marching through there. Like we would be going like, Oh my gosh, you know, like that's amazing. You know, or like, or watching, um, uh, the master, uh, uh, you know, uh, use the reverse setting on his, on his shrink ray and become the size of Abraham Lincoln and sit in the chair in the monument, in the (laughs) monument or something like that. Like we would be like, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, that was definitely what was going on there. Cutting edge special effects. (laughs) It is stunning. And I, and I mean that in the sense of, I felt like I got hit in the head. (laughs) 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 Like I am am stunned. Like I fell from a great height. (laughs) Stunning. The difference in visual quality between this episode and the film. It is. Was, and I wow, will remind good. you that the film was done in 1965. Um, it was filmed within a year of this one. And it was like light years ahead. And I was I was texting with Jared about this during the week. And I said, I think it just comes down to budget, right? Yeah. Right. I think it just, I think I think so. it just comes down to budget because um, forget about the fact that it was, you know, technicolor and everything. Um, yeah. Even the, the quality, like... This, watching this episode, it was all fuzzy and low res and everything, which is weird because normally when you watch older stuff that was shot on film, it's better nowadays yeah. because now you're watching it in high def and film means something in high def, whereas it didn't uh, in the 90s on television or for that matter in the 60s on television. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and um, all of the special effects, all of the stunts were were better. I'm so the film. sad. Oh. The guy falling out of the door was okay, but the fact that the dude who ran off just didn't do didn't anything. even make it. He, he got stopped jumped within off, like a foot. Oh, he jumped oh. off of the ramp, yeah. And then which the I called that. I'm like, he's not going to make it. Yeah, oh, they're going to stop him anything. immediately. <laughs> yeah, Jared, I felt like you were about to say something about the. About well, the I just one of the one of the episodes of the serial I was watching on my phone uh, through you know, data <laughs> streaming. And I had <laughs> poor, poor reception and it was, it, it was pausing and stopping and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, can I watch it in like standard def? You know, it, like, oh, I, you know, I thought I was watching it in standard def or low res, but, <laughs> but it's, it says on there, it's high definition. I was just like, yeah, you know, you've got to watch it in HD so you can see all of the blurriness. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. So I don't think there's a real difference. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the blurriness to get pixelated. It's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not, not low good. Rent. Then it looks ugly. <laughs> right. Then it looks terrible. Um, speaking of cutting edge special effects, we talked about the one page per year calendar that the oh, doctor picked yeah, up off the what? desk <laughs> to discover that what year Who they were in. Yeah. It was literally, yeah. it was, it was like, it was a, it was a one a day calendar that you would find on an, on an office desk. But it was blank paper with another piece of paper taped to it that had the right. year written on it. Did y'all notice that? Right. Yeah. Someone, someone like typed out 2164 or whatever the year was, cut that out of a piece of paper and taped it onto this piece of paper. <laughs> and it's not even like they taped it over anything. It was a blank sheet of paper. So first of all, production level, come on guys. And then yeah, in universe- you have a one a year calendar. 
and a calendar that sits on your desk that reminds you of what the year is for 365 days. I mean, like, you know, just, just figured out that that was a calendar. Like I wouldn't have thought yeah, that was what? a calendar if it's they hadn't said it thought that this is numbers. the year. I would have thought that was the part number of the thing sitting on that desk. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, there were, because those are normally one a day uh, calendars. So you've got 365 sheets of paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. That thing looked like it had about, <laughs> it looked like it had about three centuries worth of, super useful, of pages guys. on there. It's super useful. It's the last one you'll ever have to buy. It's the last one you'll ever have to buy. Children as well. We'll have this. Boys, this is the last calendar our family ever purchased. I'm going to hand it down to you as my father gave it to me and his father's father's father gave it to him. It's 50,000 You've just got to make sure that it reaches the 10th generation and then we can buy a new one. All right. um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Corbin already mentioned the fallout of the second story wasn't nearly as amazing when they swung out by the door handle and then the door fell off on cue. (laughs) Um, Instead, this time, uh, Ian went out and there was like part of a deck and so he just kind of like caught a crossbow. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So wasn't, I mean, now if we had seen that first, that would have been a pretty good stunt. But when but, you compare it, no, not so much. Nah. If we'd have seen these in the other order, we would have been, we would have fallen out of our chairs watching <laughs> the movie version of that stunt. Whoa, <laughs> right. when, but when you're comparing it to one of the best practical stunts I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I've I don't know how seen. they did that. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, my note says amazing flying saucer exclamation point. I think it's got that because there isn't an official, uh, piece of punctuation that denotes sarcasm because that flying saucer was garbage. That was, yeah. <laughs> Looked like a Reese's wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it also, one of the things that, that blew me away about the movie was that thing had that thing not only moved through but it had the dimension. Set, it had parts of it moving. Oh yeah. Remember the 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 one part was rotating clockwise, the other part was rotating counterclockwise or anti-clockwise for our British listeners. And <laughs> this thing was not only not moving, I don't think it was there. I <laughs> think it was a picture. Because oh if you God. look at it, there were two shots of that flying saucer, and both times it was the only thing in the shot. So it was, quote unquote, moving through the frame, but I think it felt like it was literally a picture of a flying saucer that they pointed the camera at and then moved the camera (laughs) around to simulate motion because at no point did we see it from any different angle. We didn't see it interact with anything else because there was nothing else on the screen. And I think I could see the texture of the paper that the picture was printed on. (laughs) I think that's what it was. Uh, let's see. They threw like three bombs, which exploded off screen. I don't remember exactly what scene this was. It was during the fight scene where they rush in with all the bombs and they start chucking them and they all explode off screen. It's they all rear back and throw them. And then again, bombs are going off for like two minutes. We had, and and by the way, if you're going to spend all of your money on a sound effect, instead of a visual effect, at least make the bomb selling bombs. Oh, yeah, I was like, they sounded like a recording of a bomb yeah. being played on the set from a speaker. Like <laughs> It didn't sound like it was edited in at all, which it may not have been. It may the, have been played. I don't think any sounds were edited in this episode. <laughs> yeah, no. They were all done live. They had live Foley. <laughs> uh, let's see. Not only was there no music 
there were hardly any sound effects. Oh yeah. No, so there yeah. was there were multiple scenes where Corbin said it's really weird watching a fight scene without the over the top sound effects that we've grown so accustomed to. Yeah, it's like this <laughs> is what fights really look like. Thump every time someone right. punches someone. You know what's, right. what's interesting is watch an actual fight of uh, excuse me of normal people, yeah. not a boxing match. Oh. You watch a boxing match, yeah. you've got two things. One, you've got people trained to hit as hard as they can and Wearing those gloves, gloves make a lot of noise yeah. they make mm-hmm. that that slapping noise that thumbed thud um is amplified by the material of the boxing gloves yeah um if you've ever seen like a you know like a world star video or something of like two guys just going at it um <laughs> you'll realize you don't that hear people, a lot people can't land punches yeah. really well first so of all just kind of well yeah first of all other, yeah is no that. sounds secondly you don't hear much of it. If you if you hear somebody get hit, that's like oh, a they're dead. Yeah. They're going to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. they're they're there's Crap. a concussion involved. Um, same thing on the football field, man. You, you oh, watch yeah. a football movie, and you know every every time somebody you know puts their hands on their thighs, you hear. Um, you hear <laughs> every time somebody they take a get, step. It's like if you're ever at an actual football game and you hear the collision, oh, you'll yeah. hear the crowd go. Ooh, because you know and that's what was going on here was there was no foley work Mm -mm. so you're just getting um there would be these intense sequences with no background music and Mm -hmm. people getting punched (laughs) at most and there's no sound percussion like yeah bongos and crap until until when the near the end the first doctor hit i think a robo man with like a stick yeah, and you can hear it, <laughs> and I was like, "That oh, poor no. stuntman just got wailed on by this old actor because he hit him, it was he, pretty hard. He hit him twice, and you could hear both of them <laughs> land. Oh, and it was just like, oh, fuck, oh that is brutal. And yeah. and I think what was funny was we were talking about the lack of sound effects, and then right then is when he goes, and it was like, oh. Like oh. I, it was like on his back with like a cane or something. I was like, good grief. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And there were, it was weird. Um, it's not a, it's not a slam against the episode because that's not what you did in the episode. Go watch an old Western from this time. It's weird. There's just people riding on a horse and there's no sound. <laughs> like you can hear the gallop of the horse, but that's it. You don't hear jangling of spurs. You don't hear leather slapping leather. Do-do-do-do. You don't hear the hawk that we described the other day. <laughs> yeah. You don't hear action music telling you what which part of the narrative we're in right now. It's just a dude on a horse. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like nowadays, people make silent props so that they can yeah. make the fully work. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, right. they, have, the prop. they have to make pool balls by. Uh, painting racket balls yeah. to look like pool balls so that they don't clack together in the background of a, of a scene at a bar or something. So that they can add the clacks in and post. Yeah, so oh, they yeah. can add in yeah. the clacks yeah. and post. Yeah, exactly. And anytime somebody gets punched, it's it's somebody uh, taking a stake and slapping it against, with like slapping it with a two by four. Yeah. Um, you know, if like if somebody's like getting their arm twisted, they take s- celery stalks and crunch uh, them, and that's how you get that sound and everything. And it's like none of that is what reality sounds nah. like. But yeah. um, so again, it's not a knock on this episode as movies, much as it is. Though. Huh? It's the language of movies, though. It's like, and it is it is a language that we speak so well. Yeah. That yeah. I find myself watching older stuff. 
going, what are you guys uh, what doing? What is this? What are y'all doing? I heard myself say out loud one time, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I how to feel. I was watching an movie. old movie and I was like, I don't know how to respond to what's occurring on the screen because the music isn't telling me. Should I be happy that he's doing this or sad? I don't, I don't know. Tell me what to yeah. feel. Is he the good guy or the bad guy? There's no sound effects to tell me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Like They didn't do a dramatic zoom in on his eyes after he said his line. So I don't know if I should be suspicious or not. You know? Like, <laughs> wow. So other stuff we noticed. Um, and by the way, stay tuned for our spinoff podcast. We're launching next week where we talk about the language of movies. No, it's uh, not. Yes. Yeah. Um, why did I write this down? Hey, didn't you see the sign? Oh, oh, <laughs> I, had, I had to say it out loud. So the opening scene, we have ominously in the background of the shot, a sign that says it is forbidden to dump bodies in the river. And, and then we have what we don't yet in. know is a robo man walks up and walks into the river to die. <laughs> Which, yeah. I, sir, sir, which I sir, don't, I sir. genuinely don't know. Speaking of the language of movies, <clears throat> I don't know if that is only a movie trope or if at some point in human history, that was a method of suicide because I've only ever heard of it occurring in movies where that, and they walked into the ocean and died. Like I've never I heard of that. You can even happening. do that. I, yeah, that is so hard to drown yeah. yourself. Imagine like you got to really want to die. You got to really want to die. Yeah, like he just lays down in a puddle. Yeah, um, I so mean, anyways, in this case, he he's a that. robo robo man, so he probably maybe he was ordered to do it, but you know, oh possibly. yeah, they, they I, said, I thought it was I thought it was they said foreshadowing. Once the thing gets disconnected. They yeah. will just jump into water. I heard that. It, I, I was thinking it was a foreshadowing of when we find out later. Sometimes when they're when they've been a robo man too long, they just snap and lose their minds. Oh yeah. yeah. So this was like, that was a callback to this incident. So as that's happening, the boys are going, Hey, didn't you see the sign? It is forbidden to dump bodies in the water. That includes your body, Mr. Robo man guy, whatever you're called. Cause we don't know what you Be are respectful yet. when you're dying. Didn't you read the sign um, in the film. We weren't sure why they wound up, where they did right they just i a, a random police officer shows up in oh, the tardis yeah. right. and then they're like well let's throw another adventure and land on earth in 2150 um i don't remember any conversation about what they were intending to do no right it's just we're that. off on another adventure and then boom here we are yeah. Because it was a movie, there wasn't you didn't need to explain it week to week like yeah, we did no. with Doctor with the with the movie or excuse me with the show. So, but in this one, they were aiming for 1960s London because as we said, this was the 1960s version of Sliders where they're just trying every week to get Ian and Barbara back home, trying to get them back to 1960s right. London and they ended up in the wrong century, but somehow weren't sure of it at the beginning. Yeah. So we didn't have the doctor picking up dirt and licking it and saying, ah, this must be the 22nd century. Um, like we do nowadays, they were trying to like piece it together. Like 
I mean, it's London, but like it sure is quiet and there's no boats in the river. And so maybe this is in <laughs> it's the future. obviously abandoned. It looks like it's been run down it for was, years. Yeah, comically abandoned. Um, <laughs> and it, and it took them a while person. to figure that yeah, out. A whole freaking yeah. bridge collapsed. So like, it's just London. Yeah, bridges, <laughs> man, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we also discovered our new favorite genre of music, what I'm calling foot chase bongo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Jared was talking about earlier. Yeah. That was like a 90 second bongo dun, solo dun, dun, over dun. foot chase uh, montage. That yeah. may have been they just lined up a bunch of bongos and the guy <laughs> actually just walked on them. <laughs> and I don't know where they, was this supposed to be? Like the bongos were like mimicking footfalls type of no. thing, trying to get you frantic. I don't or... think they put that much thought into it because <laughs> otherwise they would have more music in this episode. Yeah. You think? You would think so. You're, it was no, they the blew 60s. budget on the foot chase bongo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the 60s. I mean, bong- was the 60s. bongos were much more common. Very popular then. And, you know, yeah. especially, especially in when action you want to adventure. Right? A little, what's that? Especially in action adventure spy movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you want to add yeah, a little yeah. suspense and uh, I- intrigue into the into the yeah, movie, do, but yeah, do a little. But I feel like it's not most nineteen sixties is not solely bongo music. <laughs> yeah. It's just like <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, they think we they were adding. Oh, suspense. I. I it just yeah, I'm sorry. Entirely. I'm was. sorry. It's I left out a, 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 an adjective in my uh, genre of music. It's foot chase bongo solo. Solo. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, there wasn't a bass, nope, or a guitar, or some doo-wop singers, or nothing. It was just, <laughs> just seven and a half minutes of bunk. <laughs> what got you, Gorman? I would have taken doo-wop singers and bongo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anything. Doo-wop singers narrating the on-screen action. <laughs> hey, we're running down the street. Right now the Daleks are giving chase. Doobie-doobie-doo. would have made yeah. so much more sense. The, the lead singer saying what's happening and then the doo-wops just repeating what they just said. Bongos the whole time. Bongos the whole time. Oh, my God. Weird bongos. Some finger no symbols every now and then. Ching, ching, ching. Um, let's see. Did they have a bunch of leftover documentary mining footage or something? There, yes. was, a, yeah. there was plenty of footage that was when, not when shot. When we there. got to Bedford... There was like, again, it was like, that's the other thing, man, about 1960s. It's not sci-fi. It's just filmmaking and television making. Pacing was different back then. And I don't know if this is, again, an indictment of our modern attention span or what. (laughs) But man, will they linger on an idea. Yeah, you know, like like, like wow. we said, a ninety second foot chase bongo solo. Um, with like, why do we, need we, this we already talked about how ridiculous the visuals were there, but then you had oh, we're at the mines at Bedford, and there was there was like there was one after another, and it was like different quality, different lighting. It was obviously like Corbin said, it was like stock footage from the government yeah. or something <laughs> like the, the British ministry of mining and, and, uh, uh yes. Rockery My or whatever. Favorite I guess when you're watching on a TV, that's like as big as this laptop, you probably, yeah, you don't notice the sudden shift in, in archival quality. Um, but oh my gosh, man, they just kept showing more and more mining, more and more mining. And then I, I want to say at one point they cut back to the characters and then cut back to more mining. And I was like, what in the world is I going don't remember on? exactly what it was, but there was a scene where we had the characters and they're seeing something and we 
go to see what they're seeing. It's them and it's pulling like six the minutes cart. before we get back to their reaction. Yeah, shot. it's them pulling yes. the minecart for like <laughs> two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. It was just very like, weird. What um, is the pacing on this? I, I'm telling you, it was it was of the time. There's um, yeah. Uh, Jared, did you ever see? Oh no, now I can't think of the movie. Um, it was the first film adaptation of the book that um uh, of the book i am legend um was it I- omega man with oh, um i don't know with um with planet of the apes guy uh, charlton heston oh, um so wow. before will smith did i am legend mm-hmm. uh charlton heston did omega man which was it's based off of the same novel oh. um and i've i've seen i've seen a little bit of it here and there but there's a scene where we're establishing that he's the last man on earth, right? He's the Omega man. And so they show him walking through a deserted street and there's, you know, the abandoned cars, you know, how modern day we would have, we would have probably 30 seconds, which would compose of about six to 12 shots of broken windows, uh, a deer running down main street, (laughs) the, the protagonist walking down a long corridor on his own for roughly 1.7 seconds. And then maybe a shot of his feet on the asphalt where we see grass coming through. You you know what I'm talking about here, right? Their version was like 90 seconds of Charlton Heston walking down the street. Oh my God. (laughs) And keep in mind, it's like an 85 minute movie. And like 90 <laughs> seconds of an establishing shot is him walking in a straight line unobstructed through yeah. this thing. And I'm just like, like huh, like we just, I guess we I used to like to, to linger that. on things more than we do now. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I got an alert on my phone. Hang on. Sorry. I've got to check Facebook real quick. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, attention spans and all. Yeah. yeah um, what's for dinner? A bag of sugar. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. She just ripped it open. Like, holy crap. She opened wow. a bag She of got sugar. like three handfuls deep. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like spilling everywhere. It was, it was like she was dying of thirst and had found a spring of water, but instead it was sugar. sugar. And she's like cupping it up to her mouth wow. and just like letting wow. it run down her wow. chin wow. and everything. Oh my Jeez. word. That actor must have been sick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good thing they only oh, had to film at one time. I was no, going to say, at least there's only fun. one take. <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's worse. That would have been worse. Oh man. No, that's the other thing is like, you know, there didn't modern, need to be anything in the bag. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's the thing is like modern day, that definitely would have been an empty bag. Um, or yeah, it would have been something that's not sugar, that's made to look like sugar when it's on film mm. or something like that. And it would have been horribly bitter or something like that. And the actor would be talking about it in an interview later. Um, how, uh, Oh, it was terrible. And you know, uh, I, I yeah. was backed up for a week as a result or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Family friendly show. Us. <laughs> yeah. uh, so wait in this one, instead of trying to eject the core to make spaceship earth, mm-hmm. they're trying to control the flow of living energy and they're tampering with the power of creation? What? Oh, what? No, wait. No, actually, they're doing both. Yeah. Uh, yes. What? And my next note said, actually, no. It is still a plan to turn Earth into a spaceship, but they are still control, trying to control the flow of living energy. Is uh, this one of those things like- where we're trying to say Earth is the most important planet in the universe because it's where the, the living energy is housed yeah. or whatever? 
Corbin's <laughs> like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Why, well, why you know there's magical powers at the center of the earth, and when you dig down there, you'll release them, you know. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. Somewhere Everyone between here that. and the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Um, there, there was a, a line mentioned there within four miles of the outer core. What? I, mm, which I, must mean that map was not scale. I have the numbers. <laughs> okay. I have the numbers <laughs> up. The crust is 21 miles thick. And uh-huh. I think the deepest we've gone is like 15 miles, which wow. is pretty yeah. far. Yeah. But, but, um, but um, the mantle is 1,700 miles deep. Yep. So, so they were four miles out. <laughs> and Yep, they were four miles out from the outer core or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they they just dug a th- nearly 2,000 miles yeah. underground. And, and yeah, they're just, oh, it, it, through it's man, kind of hot that, in that, here. That you know? hole that Ian fell down was 2,000 miles <laughs> deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and landed with nary a scratch on him. He, he was fine. <laughs> yeah, he just casually <laughs> slid to a out. halt and got up and went on his way. Yeah. Um, did y'all notice that at some point the Robo Men went from being from being robots to being zombies? Did y'all notice that? <laughs> no. Not a single one of them had a consistent voice. Well, actors. No. But like at the beginning, it was we are Robo Men and we almost sound like Daleks, and later on they were like. Get in a straight line. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was like, what it sounded like the zombie that? guy from uh, Wreck It Ralph the other night. That's what they reminded me of. It was like, <laughs> just like they went to like, oh, we're mindless. So let's yeah. let's focus in on that part instead of we we are robotic. We are robots. Yeah, yeah. I also do love that um, modern day uh, robotic means uncanny valley, right? So. If you're going to have an actor portray a robot, they're they're going to be a little stiff in their movements. Yeah. They're going to be very precise and they're going to have dead eyes and and show very little emotion. Whereas in the 60s, you just had to talk like this and walk weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, every single robot and or computer in the 60s and the 70s sounded like that. They they all sounded like that. It's really funny. Now I now when you listen have to, to do voices. Yeah. Like, um, Major Barrett, um, known, known to, as Mrs. Star Trek, basically. She was Gene Roddenberry's wife, but she was also in several of the shows. And most famously, she was the voice of the computer on Star Trek The, oh. the Next Generation. And she was sometimes the voice of the computer in the original series because it was it was inconsistent if you can imagine and and there are times where um you know in tng it's it's like talking to to siri or something you know like she she comes on and you can tell that it's an ai but it's a human voice but in the 60s man there were some episodes where it was major barrett but she talked like this and it's like what are you doing (laughs) yeah why Why? the voice of the computer changed from week to week on that show oh wow um, let's see. And, um, what the heck was that bit about the Dalek overheating? Um, I what happened? remembering this. Oh yeah. Something happened. And the, like, was it the, was it the heat from the core of the earth started overheating the Daleks? Like I'm unclear how we defeated the Daleks in this episode. <laughs> we blew up their facility the bomb oh right they did yeah yeah instead of magnetizing them and sucking them into the earth we just we just straight up blew them up mount st helen style but there was something about a dalek overheating 
that, it, that that somebody escaped at one point or something, and it was because a Dalek overheated. I don't remember this. Nobody remembers this. I remember maybe it some, didn't happen. I don't know. I remember something like that, but I don't remember why it overheated. I feel like someone did yeah. something to it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. There was there was one scene where I remember all three. Like I paused it, and all three of us went, "What?" Like I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> like stuff just was happening, and it's we like, didn't understand. Yeah, like somebody what? fell, and then somebody else did this, and somebody else, and it was like. Somebody died, and we didn't understand why. It was like things were were being implied Who to have happened. Who is this person? Why is she sitting in the corner of this random room crying? Yeah, I, like, yeah, what, what's yeah. happening? Whole whole sequences that we could not understand the cause and effect that was occurring on screen. So, um, we stuff we didn't notice. Um, y'all had asked, uh, and I was wondering why did why did things say vetoed mm-hmm. all over the place? So in universe. This was supposedly part of a resistance code. They they said that at one point. Um, Barbara asked a question about it, and one of the resistance fighters said something that that it, it represented a, a code. It was part of the code that they used to to secretly communicate. Which I'm like, how was that secret at all? Yeah, what? Like the Daleks didn't notice this everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, it reminded me of they live. Some for some reason, just like big blocky letters, just randomly oh, on yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, however, this was actually an inside joke because uh, the production designers, particularly Spencer Chapman, if sets got too ambitious, so here, here's what's happening: a set designer hands a a a sketch to the production designer and says. Here's what we want for this scene, right? They would stamp the word veto uh, on the drawing and hand it back to them. In other words, no, (laughs) we can't afford to build an entire cliff face. So as happened in this scene, we're going to build a three foot tall edge of a cliff. And when the actors jump off of it, they can just lay down and and go off camera, right? That kind of thing would happen. So, so when they were saying, no, 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 this is too ambitious or it's out of the budget or whatever, they would stamp the word vetoed on it. And apparently, for whatever reason, they decided to take some of those set drawings and build them with the word vetoed that had been stamped on them. <laughs> so that's why it's like sometimes it's randomly at a weird angle on a bicycle. That's why. Because the bicycle <laughs> was in the drawing and when they stamped, they just went Poomp, and stamped vetoed on They're it. Like, okay. It was across the bicycle. So when they built it, they put it across the bicycle. And I'm like, that is the weird, what? That's funny though. And I like, what I want to see now is I want to see that as a running gag to this day. I want, I want there to be one episode <laughs> per season. Like I wanted, to, I wanted to be like, you know, trying to find bad wolf. Like I want the word vetoed yeah, to, be to just be on a somewhere. set somewhere every single season. And like, Somebody really gets gutsy and puts it in the TARDIS itself. (laughs) All right. So who's who? Um, Who is Susan? Actually, let's 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 come back to her. Let's talk about Ian, and we'll talk about Susan towards the end here. Um, Who is the Ian? Why did my note say the Ian? (laughs) Ian? And then who is the Barbara? Barbara. 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 Now who Um, is is Ian? Who is Ian? (laughs) Aslan. Um, Why? Why do they do it? Uh, Ian says he, they leave the two women um, at the, you know, deadly contaminated river 
in yeah. the spookily abandoned crumbling city where where the architecture is literally falling in on itself they decide the the bravest action as heroic 60s men to would rush be off to leave them there yeah one of them and go wounded. look for a crowbar i think was what they were looking for and they suddenly torch back, or a crowbar rubber. Ah, that's oh, yeah. right. An acetylene torch, yes. Mm-hmm. And when they get back, the, the women are gone. And rather than saying, I hope they weren't killed by yeah. something. And rather than saying, we just found a dead body in that building. Let's hope they didn't die. Right? Too. They're, They're like, like oh, why do they do it? The stupid women or yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> why? Come on. Why now. Quit can we talk them. about misogyny? <laughs> yeah. I love it. In, these, uh, in this story, and so often when it's like, any leg injury, and they're totally incapacitated. <laughs> yes. Incapacitated. Oh, yeah. Any sort of leg injury, and you're completely <laughs> useless. You just have to stay there. And uh, that, I mean, the the one guy, yeah. he he jumped down a ten foot drop or twelve foot drop, but he banged his knee on the box on the way down on the bucket <laughs> oh, thing, and so now <laughs> he can't walk. Of the bucket, yes, he is oh, now and, lame and useless. Speaking of but, other sac- needless sacrificial deaths, yeah. But let's also keep in mind that a good wet washcloth will heal a sprained ankle. Yeah, of even course. in the year 2150, that's what they uh, recommend. <laughs> yeah, in the year 2150. What happened? Some, something fell on her and she hurt her leg. When she fell like, off the cliff. Uh, I'm useless. Meanwhile, we have a guy with double leg casts who's in a wheelchair yeah, walking, walking upstairs. upstairs. And you're like, <laughs> what? didn't understand what was going on with Dortmund. I don't, did he walk in the movie? No, he no. was like crippled no. in the movie, yeah, but I think in this it was like, in the movie. yeah, like paralyzed. I think in this it's like he stood up. Injuries. Yeah, he yeah. stood up to throw the bomb. So he's got like weak legs, but not yeah. useless. Yeah. So anyways, um, who is Barbara? She was really stepping it up on this one. Very, very capable. Um, she was by herself. Uh, by that, I mean, apart from the rest of the, the main cast for most of this serial and was just hanging tough, like ready yeah. to go. Had a plan. Got to get back to the doctor. Where's the most likely place is going to be? I'm going to head there and do whatever I got to do to get there. So, um, okay. Is she supposed to be from Bedford? Because yeah, I have there no was idea. Some, there was some, there was a scene where she looked really torn up about the state that Bedford was in. And she had like this wistful look on her face. And I was like, is this supposed to be reminding us of the fact that she's from Bedford? Because we haven't seen enough episodes to to know that's a part of her character. But I don't know. No. Um, who is the first doctor? Uh, <laughs> I wrote this down because of the way the doctor said <laughs> the the final word here. He said, it might be somewhere in London. <laughs> and then we realized his catchphrase. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. But good grief. It was like Every, it was like twice a sentence. an audible punctuation for mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> yes. And it's so every statement mm-hmm. he said, he was and he'd mm-hmm. always I've never heard of mm, he, it's he'd so always condescending. Looked- Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Every time he You're said stupid. it, stupid. <laughs> every time he said it, it was like he was trying to remind everyone uh, within earshot, "I'm smarter than all of you." I just, yeah. I, it, it really started to uh, 
uh, to wear on me. Um, let's see if, if, uh, yeah, speaking of if Cushing's doctor who is an inconsequential goof, Hartnell's first doctor is just a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Corbin's least favorite doctor. I think you said, right? Well, I agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like no qualifiers. This this episode, I was going to say like with the first two, I didn't really feel it, but something about yeah. this episode, I was yeah. really well. He, by now, he really found the character. Found the character. <laughs> oh, found a jerk. You, yeah. you broke your leg. You need a jolly good smack bottom. I, yeah, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> what the bridge I, fell on was, the TARDIS. You need a jolly oh. good smack bottom. It's all your fault, Susan. Yeah, all you. Yeah, her all climbing you. up on some random wall. You should have known that climbing a brick wall would result in a bridge collapsing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So you, should, you should have definitely known. Uh, someone said, what's so special about the doctor? And I was like, I don't know, this one? Not much. Uh, n- nothing. Hey. Um, was he jealous of David? Was that the... Were, okay. Were y'all getting the vibe early on David being Susan's love interest, yeah. as, as Corbin said? Yeah. Like, love interest massive quotation uh, <laughs> 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 the 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 sparks were flying um the did y'all get the vibe that he was like jealous of him because like i'm the special person in her life and now you're becoming the special person I he's just really jerk to everyone <laughs> yeah he just doesn't like people <laughs> jared what what was your take i couldn't read if they were trying to say if they were trying to, to to make us think that he was jealous or being protective, what did you get a vibe on that? I don't know that this doctor is capable of jealousy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, He's not capable of much outside of condescension. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, jealousy would 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 uh, imply that you're better off than me, and we all know that's not the case, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, my yeah. guess would be that they were trying to they were just trying to make it obvious that the doctor is noticing what's going on and uh, maybe yeah. he's wrestling with with, with the, you know, what, what to do, to do with, with Susan what, what's right for Susan he's realizing she's a woman now 900 euros it took to get her get there not a child anymore <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. you know i i think he's just i think they're trying to convey those sorts of emotions and being for all the things we've said before this doctor 1960s all that sort of stuff yeah it comes across yeah. as wait he's doing what there <laughs> yeah i didn't get that at all you know sort of yeah. thing but um yeah it could be i mean it could be jealous too but I, that's that's my take yeah i i couldn't get a beat on that so mm-hmm. uh the doctor says i never take life uh, excuse me i never take life unless mine is directly threatened so here we have a, a very very early take on on his pacifism, mm-hmm. uh, much, as long as uh, we discount the last time he met the Daleks, where he decided we must annihilate them well, all. No, no, yes. but the Robo Man was the one he said that we shouldn't kill. Daleks right. bad. Right. Dalek, uh, Daleks, Daleks uh, are the one exception. Killing Robo Man yeah. bad. Killing Daleks clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, tri- trip. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pause when he goes. Hmm. And he looks down. And then, what scene was this? I don't, don't remember, remember. But there's, there I think it's, I think it's when they're where in the... the doctor was kind of whipping his head back and forth, looking mm-hmm. at that person, mm-hmm. looking at this. Yes, it was in one of the later episodes. I, yes, we yeah, have to find towards it. the end. And Trip goes. He Elmo? looks like Elmo. <laughs> Elmo. <laughs> 
And then that they be have the insisted that, that I, yes, it is going. If, it is so if I can find it, I will. I will use that because they said he looks just like Elmo. Love the doctor. Not, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong about that. Uh, and lastly, there. don't Wait. call him Doc. Yes. <laughs> so who is Susan? Uh, <laughs> Somebody says, hey, what do you do? I eat. That was the best line in this episode. That was actually a very good line. I can cook. I what can do cook. you do? I eat. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a doctor line, wasn't it? She was pretty surly. Um, <laughs> whose note is this? Susan is older and David is younger? Susan's like 900. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she? I, I still know. Uh, two people have thrown that number out now. Yeah, but Jared's at 900. Jared said uh, 900. The doctor claims to be 900. But uh, so she's 900 like 875. <laughs> yeah. I was like, throwing a number out there, but yeah, maybe 300 something. Yeah. I don't know. But. I think we've. Um, I feel like we've talked about that in the past about how old is Susan? I mean, and yeah. it's, you know, go figure, unclear. Oh. Um, but I think there have been hints mm-hmm. either within episodes or within comics or something that she's a few yeah. hundred years old. Okay. Yeah. So I'm um, still considerably younger than the doctor, but yeah, still way older than David would be. And yet somehow still acting like a 12 year old human girl. So mm. I think, mm. I think the movie version was actually more mature and yeah. yet was played by a nine year old or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought we, we, I don't know how much character development we got or if we did like, did we get all of Susan's character development in this episode? Because we got a lot. Cause we needed a send off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says she never felt like she had an identity, no place or time that she ever felt like she belonged. Um, she also said she felt like she had to stay with the doctor to take care of him. Mm. And then she got a grade a doctor speech for her send off. Which was very uncharacteristic of the doctor as far as this episode goes. Yes. Yeah, which I guess shows a little bit about how much he cared about. Yes, I will return one day. Yes, I think I will. (laughs) He's holding holding his shirt or whatever. That was that was standard for the first doctor. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a standard thing. That's resting position. Yes, first position. Um Mm. I, I I that's another one of these things I couldn't quite figure out how we're supposed to read that. It sounds like the writer's making a promise to the audience, which apparently they never, never did keep. Never except for, back. as we discovered in The Five Doctors, she actually was there. Um, but I mean, she literally could have been anyone. Oh, yeah. She didn't, like, she didn't need to be in that episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Susan in, in The Five Doctors could have literally been any person. Yeah. Not, not even any other companion. I could have been Susan. <laughs> could have been any person and it would have you know held... Carried the same way. So. Fan service. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Um, did we want to talk any more about uh about Susan and her send-off and, and that kind of there's not much more to say really. Well, I mean, I mean, it is kind of like the ultimate jerk move of the doctor in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the epitome of him doing something like let me, really mean let, to let, Susan. Let me that he let me go fix your shoe real quick. I've double locked the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Um, also, how did Ian and Barbara pick up on that? I have no idea. Yeah, what? It's like Barbara was That's definitely like, "Hey, we need." You know, like she kind of like made eyes at Ian, like, "Hey, we, you know, like come on." We need to seemed go. to me like the we doctor had discussed it off screen with them. Because that's it how maybe. like I think we just needed a quick wrap. Yeah, because there was like nothing. 
that the doctor was saying or doing that we could have that, cut one of those 90 second scenes and thrown in a, a <laughs> yeah. scene where we explained why this made shaved sense. 37 seconds of the foot chase off and still mm-hmm. had another 90 seconds left. Um, yeah, I thought it was, um, it was, it was kind of cold, um, which is not unlike the doctor. No, I not at all. Not. <clears throat> to me, it feels very, like a lot of the misogynistic things he does, he's doing like for her own good. There really wasn't. And this falls in the same line. Like, lead up to this, I feel like. I mean, to be clear, a lot of misogyny is that, Corbin. Yeah. yeah a I lot know. of it is. Sure. This is for your own good. And it's like, I can make now decisions no. too. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I it, it's it's weird. It is not undoctorly though. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could have seen 11 doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in, at really, any point, I feel like there would have definitely been a lot better lead up, though, because in this episode, we kind of had like two scenes where these yeah. people were together. It, there would have been like, more weight. So, married. Jer- Jared, do you happen to remember, like in the stories leading up to this, were they were they laying out the breadcrumbs? Was was Susan unhappy? Like, I know the actress was, but was mm-hmm. the character showing that she wanted something more and she felt like she didn't belong anywhere and that she wanted to. I don't, I don't remember that at all. Uh, I don't, I really don't think there was uh, a lot of lead up. I, I'd have to it watch. Like I'd have to watch more thinking advanced. about that specifically. Yeah. But she was it, that, in, in real life. She was tired of playing the helpless uh, girl who in distress, slows down yeah. the, the plot, you know, and so I, I think it just was okay. Now, now is the time to write you out, and and so, and and we'll. So they paid tribute so, to her by right. having her be the helpless girl who slowed down the plot in yeah. this episode. Yeah, exactly. Well, they. I definitely think they could have done a better send off for this. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 if she had been kicking they, butt this whole episode, and then we give her time yes. with um, yes. David yeah. or whatever. They definitely could have developed yeah. David and susan more if we cut yeah. out all the like five minutes of random filler crap we could for sure actually flush yeah. out this relationship hmm. jared were you about to say something else sir i don't think so i think it's <laughs> i think you got it <laughs> yeah um I, f- I feel like uh laying out those kind of breadcrumbs would probably be unexpected for storytelling at this time like that's not how yeah it was uh, episodic was was the the recipe of the day it was not long form series arcs and things like that like a recurring character is like amazing um hmm. you know like oh it's the daleks again um but yeah <laughs> but even like, within the serial there are better ways to set this character up for leaving yeah well yeah Okay, they could have done it All better. This stuff, but, but they did lay the breadcrumbs in this series. in this episode. Mm-hmm. These yes. two yeah. lines you gave about her not having an identity or a place in time and needing to stay with the doctor were both given in the final scene just before she was kicked out of the TARDIS. It was, yeah. Were they? She was talking to. Yeah, she was talking Daniel. with the guy, and then the or David or whatever. Yeah, and then we hear. I was thinking that was earlier, but I think you're right. It might have been when they were making the food. She may have like, mentioned one of them earlier. Yeah. But they're not what, really touched on a whole lot until this final scene where definitely. it's like, 
man, I don't know if I want to, I feel like I have to stay. And it's like kicks her out immediately. And you're like, oh, there wasn't a whole lot of build up to that. Mm -hmm. It just kind of happened. Yeah. I mean, again, it's hard to, hard to judge it now because we're just so like, as we've been discussing, we're so, uh, uh, accustomed to a different way of storytelling, um, especially nowadays, especially nowadays with, yeah. you know, uh, the last two seasons of discovery, the last three, the last three seasons of discovery have covered one story a piece. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's just, that's, I mean, that's TV now. We're talking and, about a know. 60 year old show that was made in a different hemisphere. Like, it's yeah, a very different thing. Exactly. Yeah. Storytelling was was different uh, at the time, um, especially with especially with you gotta remember, man, the, the the advent of asynchronous watching of television is still very new. And some uh some channels and, and producers and content creators still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> but the idea, I mean, it used to be, you know, Doctor Who came on, you know, whatever, Saturdays at 8 p.m. or whenever it was. And you watched it or you didn't. And that was it. And there were and they didn't even have reruns. So if you missed an episode of Doctor Who, that's it. You didn't get to see it. Mm-hmm, and the yeah. fact that there are people who <laughs> I'm trying to imagine, as much as I geek out about my entire childhood being on, you know, Netflix now, I can't even imagine the people who were watching Doctor Who back in the day and missed an episode or missed seasons oh, yeah. at a time who can now sit down and watch that. That's just, that. that's amazing, you know, except for the, you know, if they missed the ones that we've lost. Yeah. That would suck. So, all right, well, that brings us down to our overall impressions. Uh, who wants to, who wants to kick it off? Let's not make Jared go first again. Corbin, uh, what's your overall impression? I am, I think we've talked about the flaws, but. I haven't. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were about to say we talked about the flux, and I was going to be like, "We did." Uh-huh, yeah. What's the flux? I mean, so we've talked about the flaws, but not as much the fact that just overall, this episode wasn't good. I think even <laughs> even aside, I think, I think its primary flaw was that it was terrible, bad. <laughs> I think seriously, even aside from comparing it to the movie it still would have just been bad because all the things that were confusing, yes, all the weirdness about not having any music and like all these criticisms we've had, like, you know, 75% of them still stand even in absence of the film. Mm. Where yeah. it's, it's just, it wasn't good. Can, can we agree that watching the film first made this episode worse? Yes. I, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. It, there's there still were plenty of things where it's like comparing it to the film now it's like oh it's even worse because there's you know these stunts that are like really crazy in the film and completely absent from yeah. this episode yeah and it's like eh, it's <coughs> it was definitely a disappointment Oof. and just i didn't like it overall i'm gonna go with like three Ooh, three and a half um, pictures of a ship. Three and a half what? Pictures (laughs) of a ship. (laughs) Pictures of a Reese's peanut butter cup. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Um, yeah, I I think uh, I didn't like this. um, (laughs) Who could have guessed? Oh, 
what's funny controversial is we um we really enjoyed the movie like wasn't yeah. that the one where yeah. you said it was the most fun you remember having have watching doctor who in a long oh, yeah. time i something? give that like a 9.5 um, which might be the sharpest criticism of chibnall yet <laughs> trip goes, after three seasons this is amazing. of the 13th doctor yeah. this is the most fun i've had watching doctor who and i can't remember when yeah um yeah this was um so on the heels of I that was disappointed yeah yeah we skipped all the funny lines. Here's the- here's what I thought about this mm. week, and it, and I seriously thought about altering some major things. Um, I thought, man, did we pick? Did we make two really bad decisions back to back? Because think about think about how we've decided to end the run of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we decided. Hang on, do I have this right? Am I am I remembering the timeline correctly here? Hang on, am I about to say the wrong thing? Well, no, you it, nope. you had. We are ending okay. this with Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, which we all panned and hated. I think I said Followed that by, was my least favorite episode of Doctor right. Who ever. Followed by Legend of the Sea Devils, which we all but thought was a big letdown. Yeah. And then top it off with the Dalek invasion of I Earth. I think we have to do 204 and then do 205, <laughs> I, which is the best of Doctor Who. I seriously, seriously thought what if we call an audible and just like watch the 50th anniversary special or like, oh, or, yeah. or pick some, I mean, just have pick a some really comfort food. Have a really <laughs> fun one to be two Oh five. Right. Well, to be two Oh four is what I'm well, saying. Isn't, I'm talking about, Oh, you mean I, next week? I, I was seriously thinking we should do something next week. Now I may throw mm-hmm. this out there. I may say we're done. <laughs> yeah. We're wrapping up this week. What if we come back this summer or something? Yeah. And we got to end on two Oh five. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, which is also, what if, what if we come back this summer and the four of us again, pick, pick, pick a comfort food episode, yes. right? Just when we had a blast, no, with. no limitations, any, yeah. any of new who, um, and say, what do we want to cover and, and cover something right. that, we'll that like we're it. going to have fun talking about because I'm like, what a bummer. Oh, like, as much yeah. as we talk about how we're the podcast that likes Doctor Who, we've spent three episodes, our final three episodes, just dumping all over. Yeah. Which is funny because our 200th episode, where we covered the movie, was one of my oh, favorite yeah. episodes we've ever done. Yeah. And it was yeah. so much fun. And and so I'm like, man, like that yeah, should have gone happened? out on a bang. Like, that should have been it. We should have done that. No more, guys. No more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know. We we made a boo boo with thirteen, uh, and and I I put that one on my shoulders. That was my bad. I I uh, said, hey, wouldn't it be neat if we did this? Um, so at any rate, um, I got us off track here. So um, Corbin, I'm curious. Did you add these extra numbers here? Mm-hmm. Is this compared to the movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gave the movie a five. I give it a ten. No, no, no. I gave it a three. This is the difference. Yeah, oh, he's saying mine, oh, mine is six. Okay, oh, okay. all right. I give so it a 10. My rating 10. is four out of 10 acid bombs because, by the way, they were acid bombs? Yeah. They were acid bombs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that that didn't become clear. Yeah. That yeah, was no. not the case in the movie. They were just oh, yeah, strong no. bombs. But yeah. in the episode, they were acid bombs because he used the bomb. He poured some of the acid out to melt a box or whatever and right. get into it. Um, but, but apparently I rated the movie a nine mm-hmm. and I rated this yeah. one a four. So, yeah. Yep. So there you go. Well, uh, so Corbin, you gave it three and a half yeah. versus what'd you give the movie a nine? A nine. Oh nine. my gosh. Nine. Wow. 
Uh, Jared, what, what did you say? I gave the movie What'd an eight. Say? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because I always got to be just a little bit higher for uh classic who so, <laughs> than you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, so I, I had picked a five before all the rest of you had, uh, you know, Wait all in. of you so had I should go at a 5.1 just to, yeah, know. there you go. Throw everything <laughs> off. Um, but no. you know, it is the Daleks, so I'll give it a five. Um, well, so early mm-hmm. Cybermen because the Robomen definitely seem to be precursors to Cybermen. Yeah. So did we not meet Cybermen until the second doctor? Am I thinking of that's that right? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Or is it the last episode of the first doctor? I can't remember. Oh, it's the regeneration. I think episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. All right. Trip. What about you? Just, just like a four out of 10. Doc, Dr. Elmo. <laughs> Dr. Elmo. Yes. And Trip gave the movie a 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. I told so, you it has got to be my favorite. What, what's your so, episode? In case you're curious okay. on average, we all rated this episode 4.8 points lower, <laughs> than lower the than the movie. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. All right. Uh, you guys, w- what we have to do is do this, like, uh, you know, some sort of zoom or FaceTime or something like that. Uh, uh, and and watch the movie together because I have to see this movie with you guys. You love it. It was it's a fun movie, but you guys really loved it. We did. I I don't know. I don't know why. I, it just it, it was made so me happy. It was, it was so <laughs> hilarious. I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was like the perfect level of really fun bad. Because it yeah. still wasn't a great it was movie. Definitely, oh, let's, let's be clear. It's a garbage movie. Yeah, I can understand why watching so it. so much fun to watch. I can understand why watching it by yourself would not be half as fun. That's true. That we, is, all, we were watching it all together and <laughs> yeah. just cracking it and making fun of it and laughing. And, and, for uh, the yeah. viewers, most of the time when we're watching a show, it's like specifically Doctor Who. It's like 50% pausing and just riffing on the crap oh, yeah. that's happening on screen. Yes. Um, whenever, <laughs> whenever, yeah, don't do um, that at all. <laughs> yeah. You don't uh, pause it and just say random things out loud? <laughs> yeah. Talk nope. to your dog. Don't whenever care. whenever your mom is, uh, is, is saying, you know, like, do y'all have time to watch Doctor Who tonight? I'm like, oh, it's only an hour. And she goes, no, but it takes y'all three. like two hours to watch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, we're like, we stop it and we rewind it and um, I'm constantly rewinding so I can type down times. some crazy thing the doctor said or whatever. So, um, okay, all of a sudden, Jared, you just gave me an idea. You said something like this one time before. What mm-hmm. if, what if sometime this summer we do a live episode? Not just the four of us. What if we did an actual live we'll just episode? live stream. Yeah, where okay. we we watch uh, we like I said we pick the the comfort food episode, <laughs> right? And we sit down. The four of us are are recording, and we're all skyped in and everything. Not Skype, whatever Zencaster. And then I don't know how, but but we figure out a way that everybody can listen to us. But we we record it as we go. We watch the episode. And do like the riff tracks version of it <laughs> while we're while we're watching it. While we're watching, yeah. Wait, how would we do that? What do you mean? How would we do that? We would set up the studio up here in the lounge and use that TV, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, 
we we set up just like this with Zencaster. We get Jared on the on the on the laptop, so we've got him there with us. And then we and just throw it up on the TV. And we put it up on the TV and we we would just have to so here here's the only thing though. Here's the only thing. The only way this works for the listeners is if once we hit play, we can't pause. Yeah. Oh no. Because otherwise, if we go, oh wait, pause, then the listener has to. Pa-. So the idea would be the listener. We we do a countdown. There's there's ep- other podcasts that I've listened to that have done this, where they do a live uh, interaction with the movie, yeah. and so they say, all right, we're going to start the movie at the logo or whatever you predefine some moment, and then you mm-hmm. say, and we're going to hit pause in three, two, one, play, or whatever, and then you've got your earbuds going while you're watching the episode and you're listening to your podcast talk about the episode as it happens that's cool and we would do this all live watch our thoughts so process so the, the easy version of this is the four of us do that and then yeah. we release it on the on the feed the more complicated idea that i don't know how right now i don't know how to make work is we do that exact setup but make it so anybody who wants to can tune in but if we're doing it live and we're watching them a show and they join in the middle of it. They would have to be there at the beginning. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no. We, we would announce, we would have to announce it ahead of time if we were going yeah. to do that. So, but at the very least, at the very least, let's do the riff tracks thing. That would uh, be like awesome. Jared's talking about. So we'll mm-hmm. everybody kick around uh, and listeners. We want to hear from y'all. If you've got a, an episode that you want to throw into the mix and this could be, um, no, no, it couldn't be. We're not we're not going to go true riff tracks. Part of riff tracks, uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, is that they intentionally watch bad movies to make fun of them. Oh yeah, right. So right. instead, we need to pick one that we actually like that we're going to yeah. we're going to we're gonna enjoy have fun watching. Yeah. yeah, so something like that. So yeah, maybe let's make that happen sometime over the summer. So listeners, like we said, you got you got to keep the subscription. You got to yeah. you got to stay subscribed so that when that suddenly drops, you'll know about it. Um, and then also so that in November, um, you'll have, you'll have your next, uh, definite next autumn? episode. Huh? So don't autumn. you mean autumn? Sorry. Autumn. Mm. 2020. Autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, as yet, as of the recording today, May 1st, we don't have any new news. We, it's mm-hmm. still autumn release. We still don't know when the new doctor is going to be announced, let alone who that new doctor is. Um, BBC, if you're listening, my vote is don't tell us in advance, just let us experience it. But I know that's never going to happen because you have to drum up the, the hype, but I don't think it helps anyways. Um, so guys, the game plan is that's it. Maybe something this summer. I have one other idea that I've, that I've been floating around and I just haven't gotten off my keister and done it. So you got to stay subscribed because there's two potential things that might hit your feed sometime between now and the fall uh, centenary special. Um, so, so stay subscribed, um, make sure that you stay tuned. And, uh, other than that guys, and, and keep sending money, you know, why not? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying the other day, I've got, I, I have to now go in and, and learn how to turn off Patreon because right. we do still have, uh, subscribers over there. So we, we, that wouldn't be fair. Um, but anyways, um, well guys, um, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is that guy. I'm Corbin. And your classic Hoovian is that guy. I'm Jared! Exclamation point. Yes, Astrid. Yes. 
uh, asterisk this time. Yeah, right. Special thanks to TARDIS.Fandom.com for the trivia. And uh, thanks to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at NoobsInTheHoovian.com where you can find all the links to all the things. Don't forget to stay subscribed and share us with a friend because even though we're not currently recording, I anytime I hear somebody say, I'm about to start watching Doctor Who, guess what I tell them about? Noobs in the Hoovian. Oh, it's yeah. the perfect companion podcast. Or <laughs> companion. at the very least, it is a companion podcast. <laughs> As always, guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trick. And we're the news. And I'm Jared. And until next time, sometime, the last time, time, eventually, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I don't know. Is there anything? No. We didn't record. Corbin's like, that exciting today. I don't don't feel like doing blue. Hey, what?